And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. It is Wednesday. It is the last day of August. And for those of you who are watching, uh, you see on the shelf there my collection of novels by David Weber. And that's where I want to start today because David has posted over on Facebook something that kind of got me started thinking. And not sure where this is going to go, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where this is going to go. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. This is uh, it's going to be an interesting show, I think. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. We are live from the bunker, broadcasting to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. And it looks like everything so far, maybe, is working. I think we've got audio over on Odyssey. And for those of you who are not here with us live, you can still leave a comment, email address, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. If you are with us live, jump in the chat and share your thoughts as we go along here uh, for this conversation today. Uh, we are available, this show, available on various podcast platforms. I want to give a shout out to people who are listening to us in Russia and Italy and Germany, the UK, Canada. Good to see all of you uh, showing up and, and being here. So, <laughs> Maserus says, I'm not currently with you live. These are pre-recorded chats. Hey, you know... If if snob if, if sci-fi snob can come back from from the future and and participate, then I think we can do some pre-programmed stuff every now and again, right? So David takes to Facebook. David Weber. He is the author of various different series of novels: the Safe Hold stories, the Honor Harrington stories, and he posts uh, a. Th- uh, a a thought, uh, a, a few paragraphs on plans for the future for his story universes and all of the different things that he's got in the works. He's got three or four or five different books left in the honor verse, uh, some safe hold stuff, the new sequel to End of the Light. He and Chris Kennedy have just delivered. And he's talking about his future as an author. He's talking about the legacy of of what he's got in development. And that got me thinking a little bit. Because, as he points out, he's going to be 70 years old in October. And it got me thinking about legacy. And I'm looking at some of the different things now online and some different debates and some different discussions. And I see that The Last Jedi has popped up again as a as a discussion topic. Because Ryan Johnson has done an interview saying that he's more proud of The Last Jedi now than he was five years ago. And I'm thinking, was that just five years ago? And you have the the usual suspects all around taking their usual positions. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, is this our legacy as fans? Is this our legacy as people? Because it's not just 
it's not just in fandom where we should be thinking about our legacy. Because I've been I've been thinking a little bit about not really my legacy. I mean, I don't really have much of a legacy. I'm not going to be passing on anything. Once I'm gone, sci-fi for me is gone. So it's not like I've got anything to hand off to anybody. And it's not like anybody's going to want to take over at some point anyway. I'm not worried about me. It would be nice if certain things were certain ways, but, you know, things are the way they are. And I'm, I'm reminded of something that uh, Christian Bale's Batman says, you know, you the dire hero, you live long enough to be a villain. Or, or was it, maybe it was Two-Face, maybe it was Harvey Dent that said it. I've slept since then. But the idea still holds, because look at us now. This is uh, this is a question because look at you know you think about David Weber's legacy. What's his what his legacy is going to be once he's gone? You think about Eric Flint, who just recently passed away, and Eric Eric was a contributor to uh, to the Honor Verse as well as his own material, the 1635 Alternate History series. And the legacy there with Flint passing away, 1635 Incorporated, his, his publishing company, is going away because it's not, it's not financially sustainable without Eric. And it got me thinking, looking, looking around at various different celebrities, famous people, politicians, fandoms, consumer movements, all, all of the different things. And I'm questioning where we're going to be and what we want to be remembered for. So let's let's look a little bit because the debate the debate over the last Jedi is old hat I'm not going to re litigate that here but it does open up a door because there are people out there who are part of a group that I find challenging on one end and disturbing on another because the people who come out really 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 hard in favor for the last jedi are the same people that will call me a bigot if i don't like it they'll call me a racist if i don't like it they call me a homophobe if i don't like it they call me all sorts of random names if I don't like The Last Jedi. I'm an istophobe, alt-right, whatever. And the people who are hard in the paint for The Last Jedi, these are the people who are shipping Rey and Kylo Ren, for example. But then, then we have then we have this. Not only are they shipping Rey and Kylo Ren, but now they're shipping Obi-Wan Kenobi and 10-year-old Princess Leia. Same people. The Raylos, the Blue, Butter Blue Butterfly people, the people who are sitting there saying, you know, if you don't like The Last Jedi, you're, you're a bigot. These are the people who are now wanting 
to see and look this is one example i don't know how widespread this is but i would not be surprised to find that this is normal among that group what's our legacy as fans here folks is this what we want it to be people wanting to see obi-wan kenobi and a 10 year old leia together these are the same folks who are defending the kind of activities that we saw down in Roanoke, Texas here not too long ago. That, we s that we're starting to see people advocating and apologizing for the sexualization of children. Is this our legacy? Is this what we want to be remembered for as fans? Now, when I was younger, the debate was, are we Trekkies or Trekkers? Star Wars versus Star Trek. And to see where we are now compared to then is a hell of a thing. And then you have, not just with Star Wars, but our other popular franchises. Harry Potter. You have uh, J.K. Rowling coming under fire and becoming the villain of the piece because she had wrong think things to say with regards to gender. And now you have people at just making things up about her on social media. And, and she's, she's had enough. And here is this thing that she's saying, you know, there's a fake tweet that was, that was out there that's circulating that basically purporting that she said something she didn't say and be, and people are going back to the original tweet that was deleted because of a typo and they found it and they popped up and this this is absolutely not anything that she posted this is completely fake however you get down in the thread and people are saying i absolutely will put out fake everything if it means taking her down. Is this our legacy as fans? Is this who we are? And then you have Michelle Dauber, who's a blue check mark, a professor at Stanford University, reacting to Johnny Depp's appearance at the awards ceremony here this past weekend where he showed up dressed as the, the MTV astronaut. And he says, you know, I'm available for bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. You know, he's, he's, making a, he's making a gag out of the whole thing about him being canceled and not being able to find work for all these years. And Michelle Dauber, blue checkmark professor at Stanford University... Suggests to NASA, tags NASA in her tweet and says, I suggest sending him on the first human spacewalk to Mars. He's ready to go. Just look at his little spacesuit. Yes, he will die, but that's just the sacrifice that must be made for science. In another tweet, she suggests shooting Johnny Depp off to the sun. This is a professor at Stanford University, which used to be one of the more prestigious centers for higher education in our country. Is this the legacy that we want to have as fans? Is this the legacy that we want to have as human beings? Do you want to be remembered as being part of a group that said it was okay to wish someone dead simply because you didn't agree with them. Is that the legacy that we want to be about? 
do we want to be about our current year feelings? You look at what they're doing right now to the legacy of J.R.R. Tolkien. Here, Here's this. I don't know where this is from. This looks like it's a magazine article of some sort. Tolkien's world is massively about vibes. What the hell is this? Tolkien's world is not about vibes. Not at all. And if you'd read Tolkien, and if you studied Tolkien, if you, if you even had a cursory examination of Tolkien, you would understand that. But this is a photograph of whoever it is that's playing the new Galadriel. Tolkien's world is massively about vibes. Is that Tolkien's legacy? And I, and I, and I hear that Jeff Bezos has basically said that the new Lord of the Rings series is the make-or-break point for Amazon Prime for getting into any kind of original programming. I don't know how much that actually is going to be the case or not, but what's Amazon Prime's legacy going to be if that's the case? If Jeff, if Jeff Bezos is banking everything on the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and if it proves to be a dud, what does that do? What is our legacy going to be as fans? What's the legacy of the things for which we are fans? What's the Star Wars legacy going to be? What's George Lucas's legacy going to be? What about DC Comics, Marvel Comics? Is the legacy of DC going to be 80 years of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and all these fantastic, wonderful, entertaining stories? Or is the legacy of DC going to be how they're all gay? You either die a hero or live long enough to be a villain. Well, the current year people who are in charge of all of this stuff are turning all of these intellectual properties into parodies of themselves. What's George Lucas's legacy going to be? What's Steven Spielberg's legacy going to be? What's going to happen when we get Indiana Jones 5 and hopefully the rumors aren't true. But if the rumors are true and we're getting a time travel story where Indiana Jones goes back in time and meets his younger self and they both get killed and Phoebe Waller-Bridge takes over and is the new Indiana Jones... What does that do to the legacy of that story? We had a report during Tribble Bites. There's a company called Otoy that's working on an interactive, immersive, holographic uh, rendering of the Roddenberry archives and they are in the process of creating a one-to-one -one scale holographic simulation of the USS Enterprise. And right now you can go on to the bridge of the Enterprise from the cage, Christopher Pike's original bridge, and you can actually stand there and you can be in the ship. And the Roddenberry archives have all sorts of material, not just about Star Trek, but the other things that Roddenberry created. What's his legacy going to be? I miss the days when we debated whether or not we were Trekkies or Trekkers, when that was the big thing. Because nowadays, that's not the thing. That's not the debate. 
Nowadays, the debate is whether or not Michael Burnham is the best ever because she's the first black lead, first black female lead, first female lead, or whatnot. And we conveniently somehow forget Benjamin Sisko. We forget Catherine Janeway. We forget Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah. Keely, you're right. I miss the days when we debate Kirk or Picard. There are only three Indiana Jones movies that Keeley says. Eh, well, I mean, yeah. Mazur's pointing out the on the on the shipping. It's it's sadly common. Formerly nonsense like this was being shipped by railos. It, it and it goes back. It goes back even further than the railos. And I've I've talked about this before. The legacy, the social media as it is now is the legacy of Tumblr. And I have a theory, and I'm not by any stretch of the imagination trained as a mental health professional. So this is just me riffing on an idea here. Don't, don't take this for any kind of an official anything. My theory has been for a while that... A lot of this started, not everything, but a lot of this started because the people over at Tumblr lost their safe space. Because over at Tumblr, see, Tumblr was essentially the extension of all of these fan fiction uh, fanzines and whatnot that we had going all the way back to the 30s. I mean, fanzines have never... have. have always been with us and there have always been a certain percentage of fans who decide that they want to do something unique and unusual I mean you go back to the 70s and you have the Kirk Spock slash fiction and and such that that's always been part of fandom although it's been on the margins until Tumblr gave us a space where we would find folks who were writing the slash fiction and the shipping fiction and the artwork and, and all of this. And of course, yes, there's the, the pornographic versions of this. And then Tumblr got rid of the porn. And when Tumblr got rid of the porn, everybody blew a gasket and these people who had found a space where they could be themselves and they could be accepted for who they are, deviants though they were, now suddenly they don't have a space because the porn's gone. So where do we go, they ask. Where is our new safe space? Well, they migrated over to Twitter. And you can find all sorts of apologists for sexualizing children on Twitter, but heaven forbid anyone question anything having to do with the United States elections of 2020. Heaven forbid we question the efficacy of a certain particular dosage of something. Although now, two years later, it's okay to kind of start maybe talking about it. What's our legacy? What's our legacy as citizens of the United States? What's our legacy as people who vote? I saw in Jackson, Mississippi... And folks, I'm I'm I I feel for you if you're in the Jackson, Mississippi area, or if you know people down in Jackson, Mississippi, get out, because it's come to the to light that Jackson, Mississippi, has no safe running water because the facilities somehow have been compromised, and water from the reservoir is coming in 
untreated. And now the governor of Mississippi is basically saying Jackson is not not going to have running water. Which means drinking water, flushing the toilet, facilities for hospitals and whatever other needs there are for running water. In the 21st century, in 2022, Jackson, Mississippi, and this is not podunk little rural one outhouse, one one stoplights in the in the main square town. This is Jackson, Mississippi. doesn't have running water. Shades of Flint, Michigan. Is Jackson, Mississippi run by a Democrat or Republican? I would be curious about that. What's our legacy going to be here, folks? Also in 2022, you've got California deciding that they're going to ban gas-powered vehicles by the year 2035. But, hey, our electric grid is such that we really don't want you charging your electric vehicles right now. Yeah, Keely, that's a good point. Jackson is the capital of Mississippi. What's happening in What's happening in our country? What's happening in our world? What is our legacy going to be? Because this spills over. It's all of a piece. I'm convinced of that. The entertainment, the culture, you know, they say politics is downstream of culture. The culture, our entertainment, our popular media influences things and I've I've said this it's a cycle because the culture is at a certain particular point and entertainment being a compressed iteration of that gives us an exaggerated view of the culture where we're at and so it intensifies and so therefore normalizes and say, oh, well, I, they did that in that movie. It must be okay. This is for certain people. This is not for everybody. But as we get used to seeing the exaggerated version of normal, the exaggeration becomes the normal. And then it intensifies and it escalates. And we get to the next exaggeration of normal and the next exaggeration of normal and what was normal 10 years ago is now old-fashioned and what you couldn't even imagine five years from now is normal and so we're talking about sexualizing our kids we're shipping Obi-Wan Kenobi and Princess Leia at 10 years old. Who does this? Is this our legacy as people? This is not how we improve ourselves as a society. Science fiction has always been a way for us to do a little self-examination. And I, as I've said before, science fiction, there's two types. There's inspirational and there's aspirational. You have those two, those two elements, those two aspects of science fiction and fantasy, and even horror to a certain extent. It gives us ways that we can think about new ideas. We can invent new technologies. We can think about where we're going as humans. 
and it also inspires us to be better. It, it, it gives us, you know, something to shoot for. It gives us an example. We said, well, we, we could be like that. Superman is a hero. Except now it's all about, does he look like me? Does he date like me? Luke Skywalker gets passed over as an old-fashioned, broken, bitter, old man who hides from the world. That's not the legacy that I want for Luke Skywalker. It's not the legacy that I want for Mark Hamill either, although Mark Hamill is doing his best to emulate that in his real life, at least on social media. He is becoming an angry, bitter old man. Is Mark Hamill's legacy going to be playing Luke Skywalker, the boy hero, having a, 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 a storied and award-winning career as a voice actor? Is that Mark Hamill's legacy? Or is Mark Hamill's legacy going to be attacking kids for dressing up in Star Wars costumes just because their name is Trump? What about George Takei? What is George Takei's legacy going to be? The fact that he was Sulu on a groundbreaking science fiction television series? Or is George Takei's legacy going to be the fact that he's turned into a parody of himself and is now the gay old man angry at everybody? What's Stan Lee's legacy going to be? The co-creator of... All sorts of fantastic superpowered superheroes who are flawed and human and like us? Or is his legacy going to be a bunch of silly cameos and his social media being used to promote products after he's dead? What's your legacy going to be? How are you going to leave the world? What do you leave behind? What's Jack? Yeah, that's a good question, Keeler. What's Jack Kirby's legacy? Now, Kirby, for all that everybody talks about Kirby being the king, Kirby to me seems like he's kind of been left alone a little bit. I mean, Kirby was was discussed a lot when the whole punching Nazis thing was was around a couple of couple of years ago. But for the most part, I don't see a whole lot of online chatter from people exploiting Jack Kirby, which is good. I don't expect it's going to last. At some point it may happen. But do we want our legacy to be that ugly and hateful and bitter? I don't. But what do we do about it? When you have infrastructure breaking down, when you have Jackson, Mississippi doesn't have running water, when you have the New York Times quoting a British official over in the UK saying, that you know, it's okay to drink recycled wastewater. You don't believe me? Here it is. It's the New York Times. British Environment Agency's head said this week, people need to be less squeamish about where their drinking water comes from since part of the response to prolonged droughts is reprocessing water from sewage treatment for use in residential taps. Here it is, right here. It's okay to drink the sewer water. It's okay to eat the crickets. What's our legacy going to be? Soylent Green? The Hunger Games? Seems like it. We'll talk further here right after this. Don't go anywhere. 
Our transmitters are made from hand wavium. This is Sci Fi for Me Radio. Sci Fi for Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci Fi for Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci Fi for Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Good morning, multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci Fi for Me TV. Back live from the bunker. And let me show you what I'm looking at. And this, for those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you're not going to see this.、Uh, I do encourage you to check out our video every now and again. Just look at our TV channels, just see what's what. But I wanted to give you a, a sense of, of what I look at. We, we have this shot here, this camera shot, where you can see all of the different monitors and whatnot of what I've got up here in the studio. But let me, let me pull this up. This is everything that I'm looking at when I'm in the show. Not just hosting the show, but also producing the show. And kind of monitoring quality control as we go through here. It's quite a bit.、Um, it's, it's not entirely terribly overwhelming yet. <laughs> But、uh, this, is, this is it. And, and I think this. Kind of demonstrates a little bit about what I was talking about earlier about when, when I'm gone, all of this is gone because I have not had an opportunity to teach anybody how to do all of this yet.、Um, it's quite a bit. But、uh, just, to, just to give you a little bit of a, of a behind the scenes inside baseball look. At what goes on here. So,、um, yeah, it's, it's something. It's something. Let me,、uh, let me circle around a little bit because some different things, some different things are being discussed online. And, and we talk about the debate on The Last Jedi and some different things that are going on there. The legacy of the media. Also, plays into this as well because the media is fueling a lot of the battle, the, the conflict between us versus them, all of, all of the things that are being discussed and debated and argued. And you know, you have. Uh, you have, you know, we talked about this Stanford professor is coming out against Johnny Depp. The media,、uh, part and parcel,、uh, totally came in against Johnny Depp. The media is coming against J.K. Rowling.、Um, you know, we talked on Monday about the Dragon Awards and the Sad Puppies. The media were all over the Sad Puppies, painting them out to be alt right Nazis, bigots, racist, homophobes. Gamergate before that, the media has decided to take sides. And it is the, the,、um, the legacy of the media is that they have become propaganda. <laughs> so, if I stop showing up asking if I need a hug, no, I, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm fine. Mostly. I don't know. I just, you know, I, I look at some of the stuff that's been debated and being discussed and being kicked around and back and forth and the name calling and the, and the neener neenering, and I'm thinking, how did we get to this point? How did we.
how did we get past the industrial revolution and the invention of computers i, I saw i saw a video uh prager had uh, jeremy boring on from daily wire and he was talking about all of these things the united states has done you know we've we've you know landing on the moon and personal computers and cell phones and all these advancements in in medical technology and medicine and pharmaceuticals and and agriculture all of these great things that we've done and i look at that and i look at all of these accomplishments and then i look at culturally where we are and there's a void there and a lot of the people that are sitting there shipping Ray and Kylo Ren shipping Obi-Wan and 10-year-old Leia who are calling us racist for not liking, you know, Reva, who call us racist for not getting on board and signing up for the rings of power. There's a void in their lives. I'm convinced of this because we are made to believe in something. I, the older I get, the more convinced I am of this. We are made to believe in something. We're made as creatures of faith. And for, for a lot of people, that faith gets placed in God, or Jesus, or Buddha, you know, the Book of Mormon, Islam. There are people who have their faith in a deity of some sort. There are other people that put their faith in Mother Earth and the environment and, and all of that. Bye, Kaylee. I hope you had a good lunch. Thanks for, thanks for being here. But you have people who are made to believe, and in some cases they don't have anything to believe in, nothing, nothing worthwhile, so they've got to find something. And a lot of these hollow pursuits become the thing in which they believe. And I, I gotta say, to be honest, I would much rather have them believe in some odd little story universe than put their faith in the government. Because what we see going on right now quite frankly, scares me. You have President Asterisk coming out in a speech basically saying, hey, all you right-wingers, we've got F-15s. I'm thinking, wait a minute, did, did President Asterisk just threaten military action against his pol political opponents? I mean, it's not the first time. I mean, Representative Eric Swalwell did it a couple of years ago, basically saying, we're going to confiscate your guns and you can't do anything because we have the nukes. I mean, yeah, haha, ha, it was a joke. That's that's the legacy of the Democrat Party right now, folks. And the Republicans are not perfect either. No. I I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and say one's better than the other because they both have their flaws, but the Democrats are trying to destroy the country. And if the United States falls, the world falls. Snow whiffs ends butts about it. Because for all of the various different governments in the world, the legacy of the United States is freedom, independence, innovation. And if the United States goes away, then the world will fall into darkness. I am convinced of that. Now, US, the U.S. is not perfect. But the U.S. is also not supposed to be a place where people get thrown into jail and tortured without due process, which is happening to some of the January 6th guys. That's, that's not supposed to be the legacy of the United States. 
the legacy of the United States is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Due process. Jury of your peers. You have to prove what you accuse somebody of. And we're losing that. Social media makes it worse. I mean, social media is not the end-all, be-all of all of this. It's not the cause of it. It's a symptom of it. And the culture and the entertainment stuff and the aspects of that and the fandoms that are going after each other and the cancel cult and all of that, that's all just a symptom of all of this. How do we fix it? How do we change it? How do we redirect some of that energy into something a little bit more productive than threatening to kill Johnny Depp and threatening to kill J.K. Rowling and threatening to nuke our conservative friends. I use that term loosely. How do we channel that energy into something besides wanting to have sex with five-year-olds? I don't know. I'm asking the question. I don't know what the answer is. But, you know, when you have an industry getting behind people like Ezra Miller, for example, what's our legacy going to be? What is fandom going to accept as our history, as our identity, as our sandbox we're going to play in. Gatekeeping has value, folks. Not just in D&D circles or video game circles or anything like that. Gatekeeping has value everywhere, in all of your circles. Your social circles, your faith circles, your political circles, your business circles. You are known by the company you keep. What company are you keeping? What's your legacy going to be? And not just your legacy, your reputation... But your influence and, you know, you don't have to have a YouTube channel or an Instagram or 15,000 followers or 5 million followers or whatever. What is your influence going to be on your neighborhood, your classroom, your coworkers, the group that gathers at the comic book shop to talk about whatever the latest title or whatnot, what's your influence going to be? Is it going to be positive or is it going to be destructive? Is your influence going to contribute to the problem or contribute to a solution? How do we make things better? How do we become better as a society? Well, we have to do our best to be better as people, as individuals. And you have to look at people as individuals and not paint with this broad brush that all of this group is a certain way. That's what they're doing with Gamergate. That's what they're doing with the Comicsgate. That's what they're doing with Republicans and conservatives and Christians and white people and men and now women. Stop with the monoliths. Stop with the broad brushes. Look at individuals as individuals. Not by the color of their skin. And fill in the blank here. Not by the plumbing. Not by the way they dress. Not by the color of their hair. Not by the whatever. But by the content of their character. And everybody needs to do better. Nobody Nobody is immune from this. We all need to do better. And yeah, you've got that, you know, 
do you really want to post that? Do you really want to hit hit that button and put that out there? Ask yourself, how is this going to help? What will this do in the discussion? Will this contribute to a constructive solution? Or is this going to just throw gas on the fire? What's our legacy going to be, folks? What's our legacy as people going to be? Not just fans. I mean, fans, yes. Fandom fandom is in trouble. We have a whole host of people that are in our fandoms, quote-unquote, who don't belong. And I say they don't belong because they're not sincere in their appreciation for the work. They don't want to enjoy what exists. They want to erase what exists and replace it with something that's a little bit more politically aligned with what they want it to look like. That's not a fan. That's an activist. That's Marxism. That's socialism. That's fascism. That's the president coming in and saying, well, if you don't like it, I've got an F-15 with your name on it. Are you threatening me, Mr. President? Asterisk. And as much as I talk about how, how, how the brand here needs to stay relatively neutral, there are times when there's, there's I, I have to say something. Because we are on the precipice here. The Hunger Games are much more likely than any kind of Star Trek utopia. Because one thing to consider, and Robert Meyer Burnett made this very good point about Star Trek. Star Trek is a post-scarcity world. And right now, we are in the process of becoming a hyper-scarcity world. When food processing plants are being damaged or destroyed, I think we're close to 30 or 40 in the last two years. When shelves are empty at the grocery store, when energy costs are up, when the supply chains are compromised, when, when the electricity bills are going up. I saw somebody posted in the UK, their mom has a bakery and the, and the electricity has gone up so much that they may go out of business because they can't afford it. Our legacy right now is not Star Trek. We're not headed in that direction. We are headed for the Hunger Games. We are headed for Animal Farm. You have the elites who want to own everything and they want to deny your access to everything. They don't want you to own cars. They don't want you to own computers. They don't want you to have access to any privileges, travel or, or, or movies or dinner or nothing. Oh, your social media score is this. I'm sorry, you can't come in. That's the world they're going for, folks. The elites and the serfs. And we cannot allow that to happen. There's not going to be an easy solution for this. I don't know what the answer is. I have some ideas. Some of them would get me kicked off of YouTube. Be better. Do better. Expect better. And sometimes, for some of this, expecting better means walking away from it. Make sure that it doesn't succeed. There's a rumor now that Taika Waititi might not go to direct Thor 5 because of the mixed reception, the, the lukewarm reception to Thor 4. Fine. That's what we need. Solo failed because Last Jedi. And that 
caused Lucasfilm to completely rethink their strategy. That's how it that's how it works. You vote with your pocketbook. You vote with your vote. And this goes back to something that I said a long time ago. And I have said this a number of times since. You are in control whether you appreciate and realize it or not. It's your money. It's your vote. At least until we get into this cashless society when the bank decides that they don't like your tweet and they don't give you access to your money. At least for now, it's your money and it's your vote. You decide. You control. You have a lot more power than you realize. And it's time, it's well past time to execute that power. To exercise that power. And to tell the people who think they're in charge that they're actually not. They work for us. The politicians we elect, they work for us. The people who are making our entertainment, they work for us. We're the customer. Don't think of yourself as the fan. Fans are fanatics. That's, that's a whole different level of obsession that doesn't work. It's not constructive. You're a customer. You're a paying customer. And that brings with it a certain level of accountability that these people need to realize is in place. We have to hold them accountable. Whether they're representatives of us as elected officials or if they're entertaining us, if they're supposed to be entertaining us, we have to hold them accountable. What that looks like, I don't know. There's not one answer for any of it. It's going to be a multitude of answers. It's going to be a multitude of processes. A lot of different options. But we have to hold their feet to the fire. Go to the school board meetings. Go to the city council meetings. If you're a shareholder, be in the shareholders' calls. If you're a paying customer, stop buying the product. Vote in the primaries. Vote in the special bond elections. Vote, vote, vote any time there's an election day. That's how we change things. You don't, you don't riot in the street. That doesn't do anything except just damage property and harm people. It doesn't accomplish anything. And if it's, even if it's a peaceful demonstration, it can be turned around and used against you. You vote and you and you close your wallet. It's not going to be easy. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. So we'll see. Alright, coming up on Friday, I've got a couple of things that have popped up here with regard to this growing trend of artificial intelligence creating art and I think maybe we'll talk about that a little bit on Friday a little bit lighter subject right <clears throat> so anyway alright and I think we're going to do a, a money edition next week but um, probably not on Monday because Monday is Labor Day so be watching our socials for announcements on all of that stuff we are on 10 different social media accounts which is 11 too many four different video platforms you can subscribe to our newsletter sign up for that uh, I'm going to try to get one out this week we'll see if that actually happens and then don't forget on Saturday we've got Good Morning Multiverse with the week's headlines Saturday morning 11am Eastern 10 Central and we are working on a new uh, a revival of a program uh, to get a little bit more in-depth on our video game coverage. And then we're going to be bringing back the grid at some point. Uh, and that's, I think, going to live over on our Twitch channel. So, yeah, lots of stuff going on here. And, and yes, uh, that was a little heavy for, for a Wednesday. But 
Friday will be a little bit lighter, I hope, maybe. We'll see. All right. In the meantime, remember a couple of things. You know, as, as we've said, you either die a hero or you live long enough to be a villain. And they want you to believe that there are five lights. And as you can see here, I've got plenty of monitors and plenty of lights here. You've got to remember, folks, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.